Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and uh, this is episode 84 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm just calling this episode Eberron Session Zero. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, I guess I'm getting less creative with the titles, but let me do the intro really quick, tell you a little bit about the episode. Uh, This podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the episode. Uh, or you can go to iTunes, go there, subscribe to the podcast. It's the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Uh, it's got a black background with smoke. I thought it looked pretty cool. still think it looks pretty cool. Like, subscribe, give me some stars, some ratings. Let me know what you think of the show, what I can do to improve it. Or you can drop me an official email at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there. Uh, you know, if you want me to read it over the show, I will. If not, I will not. Uh, if you just want to say, hey, thanks for the show, that's cool. Or you can find me on Twitter, at JustLittleJoe. So go to Twitter, at JustLittleJoe. Go there, let me know what you think of the episode, uh, stuff like that. Maybe you're a new listener. So yeah, the, this episode uh, doesn't really have an amazing title or anything. Uh, I think I told you guys a few episodes ago that I wanted to you know, try something new and actually show you guys what it was like to play D&D. So um, I got my wife and my friend Martin, who was in the Dragon Age campaign. They volunteered to be guinea pigs, and uh, you'll see why in the world and things like that. But um, this is just session zero, where we just talk about the world and they spitball ideas for the campaign. So, um, you know, I hope you guys enjoy, and uh, this will continue until the whole campaign ends. Uh, most of the stuff has been pre-recorded. Uh, the only thing that's left is they're going to have each, my wife and Martin are going to have like a maybe a one-hour epilogue. And uh, I'm recording this after Christmas, but everything else has been recorded. The main uh, intro of the campaign, the action and exfiltration of the campaign have been recorded. Uh, now we just have the epilogues. And so this is just going to go up uh, in order. This is session zero of my upcoming Emberon campaign, so I hope you guys enjoy, uh, and I'll talk to you guys, do a little quick outro after this, but enjoy, guys. All right, so this is basically the session zero that we I talked a lot about a lot on the podcast, and even I kept having to remind my wife. Uh, this is just me trying to, I mean, I've DM'd a lot, but I'm trying to try out uh, Eberron, which is a module in D&D that is steampunk, and it's all new, there's new rules, it's a new place, uh, I want to see if I can weave that stuff in, uh, I don't know, I want to try it out, basically, and my wife is, and you, are a good test case to try it out, and it'll only be probably, I think, three two-hour sessions, probably two, two-and-a-half-hour sessions, so, because I want to do something very specific with it, and my wife's going to roll her eyes, but, uh, I want to try some puzzle rooms, not a dungeon, but like some puzzles. So I want you guys basically, yeah, she's, for audio listeners, my wife is giving me a look. Every video game she will try to skip a puzzle or ignore it or go around it. Or she'll just outrun certain enemies. This is enemies. like the story problem in math class. Yeah, where she's like. It's, which, which is bad as you are with shooting games, have I seen? You should be excellent with puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good. I, I want to do it because I, I don't know if I, I'm doing a, a side quest right now in D and D. The DM is, it's his first time doing it. He's getting better at it, 
But it does seem a thing where I don't know if I am enjoying the endless dungeon. The idea of you go from floor to floor or even room to room just clearing enemies. To me, there's got to be... I mean, I like lore and story. There's got to be a reason why you're doing all that. So I have an idea set up where it would be more of a puzzle room than a dungeon. So you guys would be going in there for a reason. Uh, like Martin has already talked, like the idea of Eberron is it's been two years after a great war in the land. There's been an uneasy truce because in, in a steampunk version, and, and the long and the short is is a steampunk world where someone, it, it, uh, there was five nations, they were all at war. And then what happened is someone detonated a magical bomb that went off in the middle of the battle or one of the main territories killed a lot of people so the nations came together and signed a truce because nobody knows who detonated the bomb or why it went off and they don't want it to happen again so everybody's decided not to fight but now everybody it's like the cold war everybody's kind of looking at each other maybe people don't trust each other stuff like that and martin had talked about maybe being a little bit of a smuggler kind of like a like a artifact hunter because you're really trying to make money um, and you can pretty much play any race or class from the player's handbook in D&D 5th edition. So if you have that, um, you can look at that and decide if you want to be a fighter or a rogue or whatever. There is specific races to Eberron. Uh, you can be like goblins. Uh, they're not specific to Eberron, but goblins. You can be uh, Warforge, which is literally a sentient robot that was created by one of the continents on Eberron to be fighters. So people would pay them and they'd, they'd use this magic and create basically a living suit of armor. And those things have sentient and they're, they have thoughts and feelings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they don't sleep. They power down. Uh, anyway, that could be an angle you could do. You can be an artificer, which is basically like a magical blacksmith is like the best way to describe it. Um, you can be a changeling. They literally can change into any humanoid shape. And they have a natural form that just looks like an albino that they don't show a lot of people because it's how they naturally are. And uh, But they have uh, the example in the book that I really like is they wear people like suits. So they may turn into like an elf looking person and wear all black and that's like their spy outfit basically. But they look like this elf or they could be this massive... Uh, barbarian muscular barbarian and that's like their war form you know they still have to wear armor and clothes like everybody else but they said instead of wearing armor they wear skins basically if they see someone they can turn into them obviously people don't trust them but different continents during the war would obviously conscript their services they have a whole society now um, and then some people said another example in the book was if you go to them and you're like I want to go talk to the innkeeper well it literally could run like a shift since they could all shape, they could shape change where my job would be the, to be the innkeeper for three days. And then Martin's job would be to be the innkeeper for three days. So if you're an outsider and you come to them, you don't know who you're really talking to unless you've seen their natural form, which is a big thing of trust. They said in their society to see what they really look like. Um, that's another race. There's always, there's also a shifter. Which, sorry, our dogs are playing. Uh, you could be a shifter, which is an incredibly complex way of saying it's like a lycanthrop that is like half lycanthrop that can turn into an animal form for like a minute and they get a bunch of bonuses and they have their own society. Uh, natural animals are nicer to them. There's tons of stuff you can do in the world, but 
I don't know what kind of race uh, you wanted to be, but I know you mentioned maybe maybe a smuggler, and then maybe you said you wanted you you like lost your arm in the war, something like that, Martin. So you were thinking about that of having a prosthetic arm, and you mentioned me having a magical arm, which is totally it's totally doable, but um, probably not right off the bat. So right, why well, I was thinking that. Um being like either a smuggler or somebody that just is like a scavenger type thing. That's so another. You have this this arm from the shoulder down that is some sort of uh, mechanical prosthetic. Yeah, and that's they, they said that's 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 actually very common because the war just took yeah, place, right? Exactly. So it's like people have these people have hands. You know, they have different parts of their body because. You know, you fight a war, you lose limbs. Right. So, right. Um, or, if, or if it's not like a war torn type thing, it is a, you know, being a scavenger just to make ends. You know, you're anything could have happened. Oh, to yeah. Them. Well, be, because the things that are prized in the society, well, there's a lot of stuff that's prized, and anybody can come to you and approach you for, hey, I want X, Y, and Z. But one of the things that's common currency is called the dragon shard. They're literally crystals that have energy in them, and people use them to power things in the steampunk world. So, if you find a big one, you can get a big haul, a lot of gold for it, or you can trade it to somebody. Like if your goal is to maybe get a magical prosthetic arm, maybe you have a POS right now, and the person that you have a line on that says, hey, I can help you with this, uh, but I'm going to need this many dragon shards, and there's different colors and types, and I'm going to need this. And if you're like, okay, well, I'll do it. And so you're scavenging. You're trying to make money, and then if somebody approaches you and says, "Hey, I, I I need something," you're like, "Well, that kind of aligns with my goals." So, but I don't know, Carla. I know she doesn't really like puzzles. And again, I've said this on the podcast a couple of times. She always says, "Well, I'm really bad at this," and she starts quiet, but she gets really good. So, oh, thank you. Um, yeah, but I don't know if anything. I mean, I don't know if anything is interesting to you. I would make it so if you guys sat down and decided what you wanted to do, that those things you would have a history together. So that way I wouldn't have to do a thing of you guys meet in a bar and don't trust each other. Like you guys would already have a relationship. So maybe you guys are making money together and maybe like, I don't know if you served in the war together and what race or class Carla is, but the idea is you guys already have a relationship. So you don't have to go through the long, arduous process of figuring out how you guys know each other. It's like, no, we served together. We were like, maybe Carla is a changeling and you guys just always got put out on missions together or whatever, you know? Right, and then right. it was like, well, you guys obviously trust each other, but they don't like her. Like, other people don't like Carla. Maybe they don't know she's a changeling, you know? Or so, I don't know. It's just right. a possibility. I like the idea of changing into, you know, whatever. Yeah, you could be whatever you want. And what's great is uh, if you're... <laughs> you think about changeling, it's, got, it's... I mean, yeah, there's no magic like it in the world because you could be somewhere where... You're like, oh man, there's a lot of elves around here. Why don't I just become an elf so nobody gives me the side eye? You know, <laughs> like I don't, I don't want anybody to think I mean, that I'm weird be, looking. It would be a good, a good way to get into certain places. Oh yeah, like they, they said that was the one thing that they always got hired to do was infiltration and assassination because they could literally look like anybody, walk into court and kill people, or just gather information. You know, I'm the changeling with many faces. Yeah, just be the person like. <laughs> Oh yeah, I could I could totally be that guy's assistant because you don't have to. Ki- it's not like there's some weird dark fantasy where you have to kill them to become them. Like they right. could literally just see them and go, "All right, you want me to be that lieutenant? I'll go be that lieutenant. I'll get in the room and I'll steal all the files or whatever." You I know, like, like that guys. idea. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah, maybe you guys did scouting missions together. Like you're a good smuggler and you know an engineer and you know all that stuff. So maybe it was just something where like you guys work good together. Why don't we just um, 
you know, put you guys together and you guys get results, you know. And then after the war, it was like, I'll, what we'll have to do is maybe do like a session point. My wife had to go deal with the dogs. Maybe we have to do like a session point five where we talk about, because I know you got to go and Carla's got to go. Or not go, but you have to go. But the idea is maybe we do like a point five where we actually make characters, and then you guys decide at that point, like, oh, this is you know, um, you know, I'm a changeling. This is my class. I'm a fighter, or I'm a ranger. I'm the scout. And sorry, my dog is. What about a changeling thief? Is that? Oh yeah, that's possible. That sounds kind of kind of cool. You know, and it, it, it doesn't even have to be like uh, in, in a war. You know, I mean, we. No, that's the thing. Is the war has ended? That's the thing. The war has ended. Well, we didn't even necessarily need to be in the war. No, yeah, you you guys could have been. The war could have been going on, and we're just trying to. Yeah, maybe we're just running into the same areas. Yeah, right. or maybe like you guys. They they said that's a big thing. Is there's refugees all around, and right. maybe maybe after you guys would kind of wait it out after there was a big skirmish, you would go in and start scavenging stuff, or right. you'd steal from the enemy, or right. like hey, we gotta like. You know, since you're a smuggler, you could say that is, like, we'd have to work on your, I don't know, fencing ability. But you could look at it and say, that's worth a lot of money. We need that. And, and maybe Carla's character would be like, all right, I'll sneak in and go get it. You know, just right. watch my back or whatever. So Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be, because, I mean, there's there's different facets of, like, when a war happened. I mean, people want to be the, the warriors and, you know, the soldiers and, like, the in-commands, but they... Have you ever noticed that nobody wants to be the people that are just trying to survive? They're not in yeah. the war themselves. They're just, things blow up, and after things blow up, people run in and go, oh, shoot, someone's shoes. You know, I need that. Or Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Marty on that. I'm, I'm actually yeah. interested in my own interests. Yeah. And then I think we just run into each other somehow. Well, like, because you're, uh, you're you know, doing what you got to do, and I'm doing right. what I got to do. And we're like, why right. don't we just do this so we yeah. can both get maybe, maybe after, maybe after... Uh, you know, while the war was going on, you guys were both displaced. You were refugees, and you guys just happened to be in the same place. And then you just happened to keep running into each other. If Carla is a changeling, she would probably wear the same outfit, quote unquote, as it was all the time, unless she thought she was in danger. And you guys just kept running into each other. And it's right. that thing of like, what are you doing here? And what are you doing here? And then you guys start to get to know each other. And maybe it's been a couple years even past that, and you guys have just started working together. Right. So. Right. We could be from the same area, you know, same village, whatever. Maybe we grew up together, you know, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, like my my whole thing might have been for, you know, my, my family. That maybe I only have like a sister left because everybody else died in the war. Yeah. I was like, well, it's just me. So yeah, you know. I've always been on my own type of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I've been yeah. I've been orphaned the whole time. Well, and it could be too that so. like Carla's thing is if they're all. If they have to play a role within their society, maybe she rejects that. She's like, listen, this isn't, I'm not going to work, quote unquote, the retail of the changeling, whatever. I don't want to be the healer three days out of the week and then go be the innkeeper. And like, this is ridiculous. You know, like I want to, she could be young and be like, I'm, I'm gone. I'm done. You know? And, right. you know, I mean, she could be a, re- a rebellious teenager that is just like, I'm sick of all this. You know, I don't, I don't want this to go on anymore. Well, mm-hmm. I just do what I want to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and you know that, that, that mentality, which I do agree with the mentality, but maybe not this time, is like the mentality is, you know, something bad happening, so we all have to band together. But what about the people that are like, look, I don't know if you've looked outside, but it's a shithole out there. Yeah. Uh, every man for themselves right yeah. now. You yeah. Know, I like take that. Care of mine. You know, so 
and normally I would I would look at it the other way, but it, you know maybe in this instance it's it's like that. It's like I don't know about you, but I'm barely surviving. and I barely have anything to eat, you know. And so it's like two people that have like minded type things yeah. to where well you know, yeah maybe it's you guys have done well on your own and you split everything fifty fifty right. regardless because you guys have a good relationship. You haven't ripped each other off, you know. Right. It's one of those things again. If it's been a year or two into your relationship, you know, you, you, you guys know each other and you're like, well, we trust each other, you know, like Carla's on her own. You maybe had your thing. I think since you want your arm, there is some charts and stuff I want to roll in the book. That's one thing everyone does well is they give you kind of like story leads. And one of the things is like, Hey, if you want something, here's the names of people in town. You have people roll the characters roll in a chart or something. And then, they, you know, then you can start giving the people names like, hey, your Dorvin artificer is named Clive or whatever. You need to go talk to him. He's going to be the one. And then that already sets up kind of a backstory of like, yeah, I want this arm to be badass, you know. And so uh, I need to talk to him because right now it's a recipe of crap. I mean, obviously I can use it and I have an arm. I'm, ha- I'm happy for that. But I don't. I want it to be better, you know. I mean, Carla, I don't really know. I mean, maybe her thing could be like, I just want to stash as much money away from as possible and i want to get out of here because maybe you guys think is like i'm sick of all this like everything's rubble people are rebuilding stuff but this is ridiculous you know like yeah. mm-hmm. so. Yeah. so i think uh with it being uh one thing i wouldn't mind is yeah i understand like the whole magic thing and we can just go ahead and take it off the table for right now but with it being like a steampunk thing everything is it Firstly, runs on well. Most things run on steam. Whether it's whether it's a door lock or a boat or something like that. Right. What about the ability? You know, being like a scavenger and and uh, you know stuff like that. Is that you know with the ability to have like this this arm? You know, wouldn't I be able to have somebody that can make me like a mechanical? gun that can pop up it's it's steam related it's a projectile well that's actually there is there is magical items that are similar to that in the book so you and i could talk and be like well what do you want because this is what they offer you can obviously modify it and then i would your artificer would be like you know your handle would be like i could totally do that you're just gonna have to give me x y and z because you're making a strange request and i can do it but you need to give me these materials to do it. You know, maybe you need a different metal, or maybe you need more dragon shards, or he's going to need an item to power your arm to do something different than what other, you know. Whatever what about they- like uh, you know how the steampunk they have like the goggle yeah type of things? But what about beyond like beyond that? It's like a you know it can uh, uh, break down uh, tur- like you go to a door type of thing and it just kind of figures out uh, like combinations yeah, there, there there and breaks like down. Ma- there is like magical stuff like that. Because I've, I've like... Because um, you could like see locks. Jerry rigged this like maybe this one goggle or something. Yeah. Or maybe to, maybe maybe that's your thing. Like if you both want material things, maybe your thing is your arm and her thing is like, I want to be like the best safe cracker ever. Yeah. And I saw these things one time that are like these goggles of yeah. vision so that allow like me to see lots. like regular steampunk type of thing. Yeah. And it's like something that wraps around. Yeah. And you're like, and because and then you, because there is actually in the lore, people have different like birthmarks but they're like tattoos in a way and they do certain things and one of them is like a finding tattoo mm-hmm. or a mark that lets you like i can find this immediately but like yeah like there is like steampunk type goggles that let yeah. you see locks or see you know like to give you bonuses and maybe that's what you're maybe for this initial thing in the puzzle box maybe that's what you're doing is like maybe it does like uh you know 
like infrared type of stuff or right. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something well, that you tacky. can, yeah, that you can see that, and maybe that is initially your goal. You know, of like you're like you're in it for obviously. You just go to your handler and be like, I want this thing's a piece of crap. What do I need to upgrade it? And they're like, well, you know, I'm going to need X amount of dollars because I don't work for free. And then two, I'm going to need these three things to do what you're asking to do. And you're like, all right, you know, and then maybe you go look for that thing. And then well, maybe, maybe cut- I can help him get supplies to upgrade it because I've yeah. upgraded my, uh, I pretty much, like I said, Jerry rigged my goggle to work like it does. Mm-hmm. So or maybe-, maybe you have a thing where you, get the idea find schematics for it yeah and then you you guys yeah. have the same handler and then yeah. he's like i mean i could do both these things but i'm gonna need stuff from you guys and you guys yeah. are like all right you know that's what we're gonna keep our eye out for we're gonna go smuggle that or or uh you yeah. know or scavenge it or if someone hires us to do something you know we're gonna take enough money to buy these parts mm-hmm. or whatever you know mm-hmm. right so, right well yeah. i feel like dealing with that type of world that you know people whether it's in the underworld or other place they, they gotta know that you know, oh hey, you know, so and so. It's been a while since I've seen you. You know, what what are you what are you selling or what are you looking for? You know, that sort right. of thing. Rather than going, I don't know you. I mean, being in that world, people have got to know, like, yeah, who's, the who's who of you know smuggling and. Well, also, I think yeah. you. I would give you guys your contacts, and you guys would have a good relationship with them. You know, they've asked for something, you've always come through, or they've asked for a certain amount of money, and you've always paid them on time. Yeah. So they're not going to double cross you because it's like, well, this is a sure thing. You know, if I'm asking you guys for this stuff, I'm going to obviously deliver what you want because you're going to deliver the stuff to me on time, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it's not like there won't be, again, this is just a few sessions. There's not going to be a big overarching like backstabbing, whatever, you know. So, yeah, maybe maybe it's some of that. So, yeah, maybe I know like, uh, well, you, you got to go in a couple minutes. But then, yeah, maybe we'll do like another .5 session where it's, us literally sitting down and making characters. And I was going to tell you, Martin, um, we'll do like a Zoom meeting because I think you've done Zoom. You Zoom. So we'll do that and we'll share a screen and then I'll go on D&D Beyond uh, and make your guys' characters so everybody can view them. And then I'll send it to you as a PDF. But then whenever we do the game session, uh, I'll be able to – we'll all be able to roll on each other's whatever. Because, yeah. I, I mean, you use Zoom, but we've actually been able to incorporate Roll20 and D&D Beyond. And yeah. do like digital roles, so uh, so yeah. I don't know if you've done that, but I can show yeah, you. Yeah, we did that. We yeah. did that with uh, uh, Dragon Age. Oh right, right, right. But this is like with D and D Beyond, they have a hot link for your abilities where you click on it and it'll roll. Like if you under Constitution, you'll see a dice. You click on that and it'll throw that roll to roll twenty, and it'll say Constitution. Here's your total. Here's your bonus. And so, or you can even link spells. If I say, like, what does that spell do? You can click on the description, and it'll throw it to roll 20. So then I can read in roll 20. Okay, this spell does this. When you roll for damage, you, like, say you slash with a sword. Well, a sword does piercing or slashing. When you roll, it'll roll everything at once. So it'll say, oh, I hit, uh, I rolled an 18 to hit. Here's damage. So I did 18 slashing, uh, 10 piercing, and you're like, well, I didn't, I didn't thrust. I just slashed. So it's like, okay, we just have to use the first number. Yeah. So it just gives you a column. And then if you do a critical thing, it'll say, okay, this is critical. So your critical damage will be X instead of Y. Yeah. So it incorporates all that stuff. And I know, I think 
since you don't own the Eberron book, you'd have to pay for it, which kind of sucks. But if we're sharing it on Zoom, then you can interact with it there, and then you don't have to pay. And I can set up, you know, my uh, another campaign so I can save your guys' stuff on. And Carla's obviously going to be sitting here making her a character or whatever. So it's not like she's not going to see what's happening. So, And then i got to figure out about Zoom. Apparently, there's a way to re- record it. But what I might do is I might just do what we're doing now and then just have Zoom going and you and I, you might just hear some mouse clicks. So that way it's just recording like this. And I think the only thing I'm going to purchase, because I've done this so much with these interviews, there's actually a, 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 um, a phone stand that is adjustable and I might buy one of those so I can adjust it instead of setting one, two, three, four, five books under my phone right now to get the speaker volume right to the, and I can hold it to the mic. It'll take less space. So I think I might do that. So they yeah. they have the selfie sticks. They've got like a, Oh yeah. Is it like a, like a tri, like a tripod? Like a little tripod. Yeah. 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 And you, you can find where they can extend. They only extend maybe two feet. Yeah, but you know, I mean, the mic's right here. It's not like... Yeah, I've, I've seen them to where they're they're like a tri or a quad leg mm-hmm. uh, selfie stick that's a couple of dollars. Yeah, I should I should do that because then I could adjust this and get it right to the mic. And then we're obviously all going to be sitting here um, doing it. But yeah, like I said, it'll only be... My wife would go take care of the dogs. But um, it'll only be, I would say, three two-hour sessions. And it would... I really want to do like a puzzle box. Don't worry, there'll be combat because Carla's rolling her eyes right now. Um, she's not a good puzzle person, but um, you guys role play well together. So you have a little bit before. Um, not much, but yeah. And like I said, my wife always is like, oh, I'm terrible, but she gets really good. So she warms up. And you see, even then, she's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I forgot about making a character. And now she's like, well, what if I did this and I made a rogue? And see, it's, it's happening, everybody. It's happening. So she's, <laughs> it'll be good. But yeah, so that's what I'll do is I'll invest in, um, I'll invest in the stick and then maybe, I don't know if it's, our dogs are playing in here again. This is, every time I think the mic's not going to pick it up, it picks it up too. Uh, but what I'll do is I'll invest in that stand and then maybe in another week, if you have time next week, maybe Sunday we'll actually do this again and we'll make characters. And then if you have a couple hours, I don't know, what's your, what's next weekend like? Is that good for you, Martin? Or do we got to do it later? Um, I don't. I don't see a problem. Um, I will either have the kids or not, but mm-hmm. it's never been a problem before right. when I had had them. Right. You know? But if you got to go get them, because it probably will t- like D and D Beyond is actually very quick with making characters, but the background may take time because that you actually have to type up your notes and then yeah. it makes it public for everybody to see. You know. Yeah. So we can write that because you can write your goals down and your background and your whatever. And that's probably where I'll start using the book to roll like, okay, here's your handler. This is a part of town you're in. This is a city you're in, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and, then I'll, and then I can show you art from the game so you can get an idea of like this is where the place is and this is what stuff yeah. looks like and stuff like that. So Yeah, um, well, let me, let me look into it and I can give you days uh, in, in, a, in a day or two. I can say, hey, you know, these days and you can go, that works for us. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, what I might do is do, so, what's, yeah, so that'll work, and then we'll do, like, a .5, and then the first session, like I said, will be, I mean, it will be an introduction, it'll get the campaign going and everything, but, uh, yeah, it'll only be three two-hour sessions, and then it, there will be, like, you guys obviously have goals of stuff you want to do, and so that'll pay off, uh, obviously, there'll be NPCs, there'll be combat, stuff like that, but um, yeah. really... I wanted to focus on a puzzle box or a puzzle room as opposed to a dungeon instead of making you guys go to a dungeon where you have a goal, you go in and you extract from whatever, you know? Right, right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I planned. So, All right. So I, I will say that dungeons are, are 
are basic, right? You know, just like you've mentioned in past past podcasts about a dungeon. You go in there, you may or may not find anything. All I will say, if there's some sort of puzzle room, you better find some good stuff in that jail. Because Mm -hmm. people usually don't go into a puzzle room in games like this and come out alive. You know what I mean? People go in there and they're like, well, he didn't come out, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't want to throw shade because I've actually tried to run dungeons and I've been in dungeons. It's just one of those things where, as it goes on, and especially in the old days when somebody would unfurl a map in front of you, of the rooms drawn and like, do you go left or right? I go right. Okay, there's a door to the left. You go there, and it just as the hours tick away, you're just like, what is the point of you know what I mean? So for me, there's got to be a reason of like. You guys have to go in the dungeon to get this thing. When you get the thing, then you can leave. And it's like, okay, that's all I needed to know, you know? Yeah. Um, the thing now, like I said, the, the the DM is new, and his thing is like, oh, there's something going on, and you need to go in the dungeon. And you're like, well, I want to know about the thing that's going on. Like, is the dungeon necessary? So, But right. he, he said it's hard, and he's, he's trying something new, and he's never done it before, so I'm not going to say, like, it's terrible. It's just... Right. What would be the easiest way to do something if you've never done it? Yeah. Go from room to room, clearing yeah. the room. You know what I mean? Like, that's the easiest, most basic way to be like, get your feet wet of DMing, you know, which makes sense. So. Well, it, it makes sense. But the thing that I've always wondered about dungeons is who's carrying torches with them wherever they go? And if you're in a dungeon for hours, I don't know about you, torches burn out. Well, yeah, if you look in the... If you look in the... That's true, but in the in the new D and D, some of the equipment you get based on your classes, you can get a dungeoneering backpack. So you literally have ten or twelve torches with you, and then you can select torches as an extra gear. So you could just be. My thing is like most of my dungeons, the little bit that I've done, they're well lit, and there's brazers going. Uh, they're still spooky, but like I don't want everybody carrying. Like none of my characters carry torches. Uh, they 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 either have a spell that casts a light thing on something or they can just see in the dark because I really don't want to deal with carrying 20 torches, you know. Right, so. right. I, I, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm, That's one thing I've always wondered. I'm like, why is the dungeon always lit also, mm-hmm. you know? Whose job is it to go through here and light all these brazers? <laughs> can you imagine that monk? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like... I don't want to go there again. Yeah, it's... I did it last it's Wednesday. <laughs> I gotta go back down. I gotta do the thing. Oh, I gotta do my eight to five. Yeah, I gotta do my eight to five lightning right, right, right. torches. And then I do the called in sick again. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think people get mad even in the D and D campaign when people went underground. They started losing track of time. So like one guy went down and he read, and I was like, "Oh, it's been a day." And he goes, "Oh, I just read for like fifteen minutes." I go, "Yeah, but there's no sunlight. There's no windows." Uh, there's very little light down there. Like you're reading, and you just lose track of what time it is. You know, you don't know because you're gone. It's you're gone. It's gone. You know, like the whole uh, your whole thing of time is gone. So right, um, right. No, absolutely. I, so the whole dungeon thing. But like, I, I like the direction that that we're we're going right now. Um, I I don't know like where I want to be with my guy. You know, I don't necessarily want to be a fighter, but I don't also want to be you know. I've never played a non-fighter. Well, there there is some unique in Eberron and just in general. I bought one of the new source books that D and D came out with, where they do the same thing. So, like you know, um, I think I told you, but you know, if you say you're a dwarf, they always have high constitutions, right? 
Yeah. Well, this new rule change allows you to change that. So if you want a, if you want a dexterous dwarf, you can remove your constitution modifier and add it to your dexterity. So it really gives you more flexibility. You want to be a, you want to be an elf that's a warrior. You're like, "Okay, well, I don't put everything in constitution and strength." So I want to yeah. take their their wisdom modifier and their dex modifier and move those to strength. And yeah, so you can do cool. that. So you yeah, can really you can really play against type of I don't want to I don't want to do you know yeah no no I, I I like that I like the ability to potentially be able to do a little bit of everything rather than just one yeah. really good thing you know? well you saw it all the time like you'd always run into elven rangers you'd always run into dwarven clerics or warriors you'd run always yeah. run into halfling rogues because they had the highest stats to do that with but in this you could be a human that is very good at. Um, you know, being a very good archer, you know, or something that is definitely would surprise people, you know? Right. So, and then in that, there is new subclasses for the, um, like, ranger, because you have to take, like, an oath or whatever if you're a cleric. Like, they made new subclasses, so it really broadens that out, and you can be someone that is kind of against. There's psychic warriors now that actually use heavy armor but can use psychic attacks. Yeah. Against people, which is pretty cool, and uh, yeah, there's all that kind of stuff. So we could look at that. Uh, yeah, in yeah. Well, I, like I said, I like I like the ability that you know the world's gone to shit, and mm-hmm. everybody's either trying to help somebody or to help themselves. So I, I think the, the way I kind of am leaning is you know whatever. Let's say let's say whatever class I am. Maybe maybe I am like a monk. Let's just say you can well, be. Yeah, that's a, this. What I'm saying is this day and age, all those vows. They didn't serve me at all, so maybe maybe there isn't a higher god out there. So yeah. maybe I'm just like, you know what, big screw that, you know, I'm done. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's well, not I'm tell you. Saying, maybe that's not the route I want to well, go. Well, no, but like what? Monk, I, but I think that's how I'm leaning. I think it would it would be interesting to be like the um, what's that show with David Carradine? I can't think of the. Um, oh, come from. Yeah, the idea that you're maybe you did have this very strict. You know, everything kind of made sense. And then after the war, as you were forced out being a refugee, you kind of saw that this isn't really the way the world works. Like, it's nice when you're in a monastery. It's nice when you're in a monastery and people say, you know, you're around people that think the same thing. And nobody maybe travels outside the monastery. So you think this is how it always is. Maybe your monastery was attacked and maybe you guys were displaced. And then you've had to be on the road and you said, this is not. You know, right. the world is a crazy place. You know, like it. Right. So, and that's that's one thing that, like, that, that, that we're talking about. And, uh, like, Carla, that's that's kind of how, how I'm leaning is, like, maybe maybe from, like, the Queen's Guard. But, you know, the Queen's Guard didn't, at the end of the war, didn't really work out for us. Not that we're going to be in the Queen's Guard, but I'm just saying that's that's where my mind, oh, yeah. more or less, is, is kind of headed. That, oh, yeah. You know, like for- ended, it was crap. I don't know what direction I'm going to go, so I'm just... I'm now on my own. Everything that I was taught, I'm going to use. But everything that you know, like uh, I stood for, is gone. You know, you can go ahead. Well, that type. So that's, that's actually that's actually a good idea for Carla's character because it's like the idea that yeah. maybe maybe she was on her own. She was trying to make her own way, and then maybe there was like right like in the war, she did join a faction like right at the end of the war, and then maybe there was like a treaty. There was a treaty sign that said, "Hey, we're at a treaty with you. There's peace, but you have to disband your." your warriors and your private guard, like, they're civilians. We don't want anybody walking around. And maybe she was really pissed off by that because it was like, no, now I have, 
you know, I had money, I had shelter, every, there was order, and then that all got taken away, you know? Right. So maybe I was an orphan, I joined this organization, and now I'm not. And then you right. could feel really upset by that. You could be like, you know, what it, it, it means nothing, you know, like there's no order. So it's kind of like the same feeling a, a little bit, like what's the point Yeah. of yeah. why did I do or, this type of thing? Yeah. Yeah, or maybe maybe like for for Carla, if you're if you're really trying to be like a like a shapeshifter that sort of thing, and may, maybe not, Joe. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Oh no, the person creating this, but like say you know Carla, you know you helped out and you did your thing, and then after the war was over, people were like, hey, you know what? Thank you very much, but we're gonna need all you know shapeshifters to show show us who they. They are. Yeah, they're you know, true form. But, you know, we're going to need to know who you are. Yeah, I mean, like, no. Like, yeah, be registered. Nope, basically, basically, like the, like the, like, yeah, the Sokovia right. Accords where it's like, we need you to register. And all the yeah. shapeshifters are like, no way, man. There's no way, right. you know. Right. And then some of them are like, yeah, no, that's a great idea. And then the rest of them are like, you know, we fought in blood just like everybody else. And yeah. you want us? No. No, not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, that would be rough for uh, that would be rough for people. Yeah, but that's a good idea. Of like, you know, maybe you know, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, so. that's how I'm. That's how I'm leaning for like my my side is that you know try to do the the good thing, try to the up and up or whatever, and then you know it got crapped on one too many times to where it's just like you know what that's it. No, I'm not following your rules no more. Yeah, you know, your rules clearly don't work, so I'm gonna create my own type thing. Yeah, that's how mm-hmm. you can do that. Like yeah, so maybe we'll do that uh, next weekend. Just sit down and make characters. And then the next weekend will be uh, probably the first session. Because I'm doing the D&D thing, but it's every other week. And I'm just getting to show up now because it's a side mission thing. So I have eight weeks off. So it'll be like maybe every other week we'll meet. And then I'll put it all up on the podcast per week or whatever so people can see. From the planning session to the character yeah. session to the... Beginning, middle, and end. So yeah, um, well, let's let's see. Um, yeah, like I said, next week will be character creation, like on Sunday. Like if you want to do it later, that's fine too, because D and D Beyond, like if you got to get your kids or whatever, like D and D Beyond is very quick. So the only thing we'd really have to work out is your guys's backstory, like the actual rolling everything up. Literally, I made a couple characters that took fifteen minutes with the tools that are available, because you're just saying next, next, make these choices next. Right. As opposed to, as Martin and I discussed many times, looking in the main book, trying to get a source book, looking at this rule, writing this down, rolling this, yeah. like it was all, this just streamlines all that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, maybe doing, if, if I understand, you know, uh, we all work and stuff like that, but, um, you know, leading into the Christmas, like the week before Christmas, I'll, the kids and I will be at Eastern, and then there's Christmas. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I figured we'd probably take that weekend off as well because it just, yeah. you know, because everybody's well, probably with their families and everything. I wonder if we can maybe mix uh, something up in there. Like, uh, I understand, like I said, working, but maybe in a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe we can mix something in there rather than on a weekend. Um, if that may or yeah. may not work. Mm-hmm. Works for uh, my schedule. Yeah, my wife's struggling <laughs> right now, so she's my wife's struggling. <laughs> she's fine. Um, she's like, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, because maybe, maybe it's the first thing, uh, you guys just getting together, maybe that's the shorter of the sessions, where it's like, you know, the quest begins, and that's like the shorter part, because you guys are just talking things out, planning a couple things, and you hit the road. And then maybe it's the third and second session that are a, bit, a little bit longer. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. 
Well, cool. Yeah, so we'll plan next weekend, uh, maybe about this time. Let me know, Martin, and then we, you guys will sit down. We'll make characters and talk about your backstory. And then, um, and then yeah, we'll figure out a time at that time when we can actually do the session one. And then what will happen is when they're done or close to being done, I'll start putting them up on the podcast per week so people can listen to people actually playing D&D instead of me talking about it all the time. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That well, good. thanks, Martin. Yes, sir. And we'll see you Bye, in a week. Bye, Marty. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was good. Yes. I think that went really well. And you seem to be more excited than you were before. Yeah, I think I'm just, uh, you know, I'm in the furlough zone, you know? Uh, in the furlough zone. Well, you have yeah. time. And then I, yes. I think you're going to have a good time. Yes. Uh, like I said, you always, our dog is freaking out again. You always start slow, but you do really well, so yes. And I think with that, uh, I have to go. Uh, See you guys later. Bye. Yeah, so that was it. Uh, That was uh, session zero for Eberron. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, And let me do the outro. So this will hit my podcast, or this will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com. Uh, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Uh, you know, leave me a comment, stuff like that. Or you can go to iTunes. Go there. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review, some stars. Uh, you know, give me some feedback. It's just on iTunes, so sorry about that for all you Android users. Or you could drop me an email at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think of the show. Question, comments, that kind of thing. Or you can find me on Twitter. Go there. At Just Little Joe uh, on Twitter.com. Go there. Let me know what you think of the podcast, how you found the podcast, stuff like that. Um, I'm recording this after Christmas, so I hope you guys had a good Christmas. And the next part, the actual character creation, will be up uh, this Sunday or Monday after New Year's. So uh, be safe out to everybody, and uh, talk to you then. Bye.